What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. All right, everybody, it is Wednesday night, December 7th, 2022, roaring closer and closer to Christmas and the new year, getting ready to wrap up the year that was 2022. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com and just about anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. I'm going to go around the room here. I'm going to start with myself. I am the man with the award-winning beard, your host, DJ going to wrap around the room, introduce my co-host, this introduce this interesting cast of characters that we have on this show, as well as somebody, a special guest in fourth chair. Uh, going to start with a man hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barber shop window, and a retail worker. Jason, with a mouthful That's of food. Right. How are you, Bubba? Oh, I just got a little bite of food. It's fine. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you for the retail worker shout out. Shout out to all my fellow retail workers. We will get through it. We will get to December 26th together. I love you all. All right. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, the minister of truth, the father of facts and figures, the deacon of data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, Mr. Rob. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, not too bad. Can't complain. And last but certainly not least, good brother to the show, the Chairshot Radio Network's own from the Outsider's Edge, a guy who I am working on an intro for, a man who never been a debate that he didn't like, Mr. Ray Cash. <laughs> Ray, welcome to the show, sir. Bubba, you're on mute. <laughs> That may be important. Um, <laughs> for the record, you introduced me as a guest, and I know technically my name ain't on the lease, but I got a key. Yeah, you do. You, you yes. no, 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 no. You know where the key that we keep the spare key. Oh damn! Yeah, I don't, I'm Ray, not even Ray's got a spare key yet. at this point. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Anytime, any, anytime you knock, we're answering. Of all the 40 rocks outside, I know the one rock the key's under. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you said good brother to the show, official, unofficial fourth member of the show, Mr. Ray Cash. Sir, again, thank you for showing up tonight. I know it was a little bit last. No, I, I messaged you this morning. It wasn't last minute. I gave you I gave you 12 hours heads up. <laughs> I appreciate it. And, man, after the day I've had, I need to let some steam off. So, yeah, works for me. Yeah, it's been a rough week for me as well, which... Brings me to something I'm going to start doing a little bit different on the podcast. I am going to do a mental health wellness check, starting off with all my co-hosts. Uh, going to go back around the room here. Mr. Cash, how you doing, sir? I'm having a very horrible moment right now. I'm but it's sorry, good to sir. be on with you guys. It, this, yeah, it's, it's, this, is, this is the therapy I need. So, yeah, to be yelled at by Jason about because I don't <laughs> agree with him on a certain <laughs> 
thing that's going to possibly happen. <laughs> that's right, kids. If ever you're feeling down, if ever you're feeling depressed, just come on this show. I'll yell at you about how Roman Reigns is better than you, and uh, you'll feel much better about yourself. No, that's but real seriously, love. that's real that's love. Awesome because you gotta, you have to know, you have to know what your outlets are. You have to know what's going to help you. You have to know where you can find release, where you can find, you know, help. And Ray, you you know you've got a home here, as we joke about. You know where the key is. You know you definitely have a spare key. So anytime, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man, you and DJ have been fantastic, and you know Riles, my OG boy from when I started this chair shot shit. So yeah, I I, I appreciate y'all truly, and and I, it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. This is this is probably this will definitely be the most fun I have all week. I'm, I guarantee you. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And for my part, a same thing. Sometimes sitting here with, you know, Jason and Rob, for sure, yourself, you know, any whoever else comes on for co-host that week, always therapeutic for me. Uh, again, let's move on to Rob. Rob, how are you doing this week? Uh, not too bad. Hanging in there. Uh, like, I always look forward to this. This is like the hi- this is one of the highlights of my week every week. And other than that, I'm I'm in a kind of perpetual procrastinating mood because I need to clean up the basement here, <laughs> and I keep telling myself that today's the day, today's the day, um, but today's not the day. So, <laughs> 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 you know. Um, but anyway, no, it, it's it's this is always helpful and therapeutic, and doing this stuff with you guys for the past couple of years has been just a major plus for me. All right. And speaking of which, the last couple of years, next month will be officially two years since Jason jumped on board. Jason. Jesus. Yes, sir. Be two it's years okay. in January. I was doing the math the other day, going back through some of the uh, some of the archives. How are you two doing? Two years ago. Two years ago, I hopped the barricade in my turtleneck and, and the game changed forever. You're you're are you podcast Santino? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey. I keep joking that Jason's the one going through the barbershop window, but I keep waiting for him to hit me and Rob with the with the chair. I got my money on, on Rob, man. But as far as mental health check, uh, mental health check. Uh, it's the holidays. They're very stressful, but you thankfully this kind of this time of year, or excuse me, this time around. It's all been good stress, so good there. Still alone at work, which sucks, but hopefully, supposedly I'm getting somebody at, you know, to help me out this week. So between, and between this and my therapy, you know, with an actual therapist, that have been two of the best things that I've done for my mental health in the past couple of years. So, and as we always advocate on this show, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling whatever, please reach out. I think that every human being, no matter, it should be like going to the, your yearly checkup, you should see a shrink once a year. Like every human being, no matter what you've got going on or think going on, think you have going on, it's always great to have somebody just bounce that off of. So I will tell you, if you've never tried it, please reach out to any avenues that you have in your state and do so. And while we're on that subject, I'm going to throw the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline number out there. It has changed recently. It is 988. For those of you that don't want to see a therapist, don't 
you know, are embarrassed by it, don't have the money for it, don't have health insurance, whatever the case may be, that is a hotline that you can call if you're in crisis, if you're having problems, you need someone to talk to, or you just need someone who will listen. 988 is the number. Please reach out and call that. Don't suffer in silence. All right, let's get in here this week and talk some wrestling. Uh, I, for my money, the big news this week is uh, William Regal. We talked about William Regal less than 12 months ago on this very podcast when WWE released him. I don't know the exact date that they released him, uh, but that one was a bit of a shock to me. He was a major part of the creative force in NXT, and next thing you know, he was out the door, and it was in very, very short order that he was picked up by AEW. Last few weeks have been rather busy for Mr. Regal. He was uh, with, and, and correct me, it's the Blackpool Combat. Combat Club. Okay, Blackpool Combat Club. And then we had the match with MJF and John Moxley, and Regal turned on Moxley, sided with MJF, to turn around four days later and get jumped by MJF. And as, as Rob reported live on this show last week, uh, so, you know, it looks like he was run out of the territory. And in the days following that, it seems to come out that William Regal did indeed only sign a one-year contract in which he is out of. And immediately, like almost immediately, the rumors started flying that, oh, uh, you know, it's, him and Triple H had this planned all along. And it's it just got completely ridiculous. I'm going to start with Ray because, Ray, you usually have an ear to the ground of this kind of stuff. What do you know about the last week surrounding William Regal? Well, I actually heard it from the uh, horse's mouth today, uh, this weekend as a Ring of Honor final battle. And so Tony Khan had his uh, his uh, call with all of the wrestling, you know, the journalists and whatnot. For the record, again, full disclosure, I actually work for Wrestling Inc., so, uh, you know, when these things happen, I kind of hear about him uh, fairly quickly. And he started off the show. He started off the call with it. And uh, so apparently it looks like Regal signed a three. He did sign a three year deal, but it was one year at a time. And uh, around in October, around the time after all the brawl out stuff happened, he hit up Mega Parikh, who is, again, the chief legal officer and basically number two in the company and told her, hey, you know, I appreciate what you guys have done for me, but I would really appreciate it if you didn't renew my contract for next year. I really miss my son and I want to go. I miss the life I had, basically, like I miss being able to work and train my son. I miss, you know, my friends over there. I wish I miss kind of the deal I had. And so and with full disclosure, don't I don't often feel bad for Tony in situations, but I feel bad for him in the situation. Because whatever happened with Brawlout happened. And at the same time, his mom had two strokes. Oh, and man, that sucks. Yeah, like the first stroke she had, they didn't figure out why I couldn't figure out. So she sent her home and she had another one. Um, and then he gets the call about what you want to be gone. So like that's a lot to deal with. So, you know, you know, my heart's out there for Tony for dealing with that. And he dealt with it ad- admirably because you never would have known unless he brought it up. But long story short, um, the agreement was, and I, maybe that was really kind of a perfect timing situation for, for Regal, because I think Tony probably would have done it anyway out of some goodwill shit. 
The one thing Tony seems to do is when it has the greater good of the business involved, he seems to do the right thing. When it's not involved, like the greater, with them allowing allowing his people to do the thing for John Cena and all that stuff. Like, he seems to have the right idea when it comes to the greater good of the business. Um, but he specifically mentioned that, you know, when Regal asked him that and mentioned his kid, he thought about, well, you know, what me and my mom was going through is probably the right thing to let him go. So they let him go. But again, the caveat is he can't be on screen. It has to be, he's only back. He's only a uh, behind the scenes worker now. He cannot be on screen character anymore because he uh, he signed an on screen. He he was not a coach. He had he was not signed to, to AEW for anything else other than being an on screen character. Now he would hold coaching classes and stuff on his own volition. And even Brian Pillman spoke about this um, with uh, Justin Labar. They had a tweet back and forth the other day where Justin was like, you know, it's rumored and it's pretty guaranteed, like factual, that a lot of the younger guys at AEW don't really pay attention to a lot of what the older guys say. And so every day before, every Wednesday before um, the tapings, Regal and Brian in the ring, just waiting, and and Pillman said, you know, you're right, it's not all the time. Me, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and Lee Moriarty are there pretty much every week, but some weeks it's 20 people, some weeks it's just us three. Um, but yeah, so that was the caveat, that he was able now to go back to WWE in basically his old capacity. You won't see him on screen. I don't know how long that embargo's gonna last, I don't know how long legally you can make that last. Um, if that's a three month, six month thing, I don't, I don't know. Th- that wasn't talked about, but I don't really think he cares because at this point, I think Regal got out of system. You know, like he's spoken ad nauseum, about, like that stuff about he's got a bleed on his brain. He might have an actual bleed on his brain, but like Regal can't take bumps no more. He is done, done. Like Regal has almost died in the past five years. So, like, he's had some serious health issues, and he really is, like, you know, living uh, living his 10th life out of nine lives, basically. He really, truly is. So, uh, I'd imagine that, you know, he got a chance to do his last thing on screen in a very major capacity with people he really cared about, and Claudio, Brian, and Moxley got a chance to help a new guy get elevated, because no matter what you think about this whole situation... Wheeler is in a better situation now than he was six months ago. He may not be where we'd like him to be, but he's much better now than he was six months ago. And then he was he's able to get... Pure, he's Ring of Honor Pure Champion right now, isn't no, he? No, Danny Garcia is still. Garcia the, the, beat Wheeler. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Well, yeah. So he was. So, yeah, he, he was. Correct. He's doing much yeah. better than he was before yeah. Regal. Garcia beat Wheeler in... Buffalo in his hometown, which was a really cool moment for Danny Garcia, yeah. Daniel Garcia. Um, and then he was able to kind of hot shot Max to his next big moment. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think he did his job he, and he ran his course. I don't know how long legitimately they could have run with Regal and the Blackpool Combat Club, Combat Club anyway. To me, that I mean, really seems like that was going to be a temporary run anyway. You've yeah. got, you know, yeah. definite main eventer, John Moxley. John doesn't need a manager. John Moxley can talk for himself. John Moxley can take care of business himself. He doesn't need a manager. He doesn't. 
he's outgrown the shield. You know, nothing's ever going to be the shield. He doesn't need a faction or any type of group to elevate his character, to elevate him. Um, interestingly enough, um, we've talked about this quite a bit on this show. If you're not happy at your place of employment, get out. You know, and then obviously, you know, if, if Regal were happy, he would have found a reason to stay. Obviously, he signed a with um, some addendums, a three-year deal. And, yeah. you know, as Ray just pointed out, he, you know, opted with his addendum and got out at least, you know, for the remainder of his contract. The, the on-screen thing would be interesting if uh, legally they bind him to the additional two years, which I don't think they'll that, do. Well, it's a possibility. It well, is, but DJ, and you I'm know wrestling check. contracts are very weird because they're not right. quite employee contracts, but yet they're not quite independent contractor contracts. They're very right. weird when it comes to the wording. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I wanted to interject there because um, when I first heard that he has the non-compete or can't be on screen or whatever, that kind of was like, uh, pff, yeah, whatever. He'll be on screen in January, you know, just, you know, because they can't illegally enforce that or whatever. I feel like that would be very okay. So Tony's gonna pay him to stay home to not be on screen. You're, that's how that's gonna work. Because again, in my stupid ten thousand feet, I've talked about sports contracts a few times, so I think I know what I'm talking about. But when Ray brings more light to this situation and more context and things like that, of all of the people in the wrestling industry that you would bet your house on. To honor a literal handshake agreement, it would be William Regal. Facts. All facts. All facts. So, yeah, like, if, if, if William Regal looked him, looked Tony Khan in the eye and said, you will not see me on TV for X amount of time or until my actual contract expires or whatever, that happened. That's going to happen. Well, I talked about something like that. And again, just speaks volumes as to the type of person that William Regal is. He, you know, did an interview where he was talking about the name William Regal, and I guess he owns that. And when they released him, you know, either earlier this year, late last year, again, I don't have the date in front of me. He you knew he was going to go somewhere else. Obviously, AEW or Impact was going to pick William Regal up, you know, fairly damn quickly. And he actually got Vince McMahon's blessing to mm -hmm. continue using the William Regal name, even though he owns it. And, you know, it's he he said, if Vincent told me, no, I don't want you to do that, I would have gladly gone back to Stephen Regal. And, and I just think that that speaks volumes as to what kind of guy he is. Um, I, I still scratch my head as to why they released him to begin with. I, I was never given an explanation, not that I need to know at this point. OK, because I, I can give you the reason. Oh, OK, go ahead, please, because I, I honestly I'm curious. The, the reasoning was that they were trying to do everything they could to, to get rid of the brain trust of the original NXT because they thought that if we're really trying to change this process, you know, of going from the old model to the new model we want to do, if we still have some of the old guard in, in charge, they're not going to want to do what the new guard is trying to do. And gotcha. I think the only reason Sarah Del Rey and Matt Bloom were good is because they're training physically they're not the brain trust of the show right they're the brain trust of the pc and sean was so new that he was in a perfect situation to where he had saw nxt 1.0 but he wasn't a part of it he was just there so yeah. now he was the perfect bridge to start to that was the reason why Kenyon seaman was gone ryan ward was right. gone 
uh, Regal was gone, it wasn't a sense of disrespect. It was just a sense of we. This is what we need to do. It was to move forward, re- renewal, right. and just total total tear down and rebuild. Yeah. So from here, I'm going to shift over to Rob because we talked a little bit earlier in the chat today as to what we think Regal's role. Obviously, we've established he's going to be off screen for at least a period of time. Um, he is though one of the greatest talkers in the, and actually, in my opinion, an underrated talker. You know, when people talk about the all-time greats and cutting a promo, William Regal flies below a lot of radars. You know, and criminally so. Um, we talked a little bit earlier in the chat about what we thought his role might be. I suggested that he could probably just jump right back into NXT. He's a hell of a talent scout. And Rob, you seem to disagree with that. Let's let you chime in here for a little bit and tell me what you think Regal's trajectory and, and what his role within WWE is going to be at this point. Well, uh, that was before I heard about the not being on screen thing. So since he's not going to be on screen and since he has stated that his reason for wanting to come back was to work with his son. Um, I think that's what it's going to be. And so I think he'll be around NXT. Now I was saying before that, uh, I would have him be like the general manager, like on raw or whatever, but that was before I knew about the not being on screen thing. Um, cause I thought personally he'd be, he'd be good to play off of people. Like, you don't like, he'd be good to play off of people on raw, like Seth Rollins and theory and people like that. So I thought he would be really good to put in that type of role on screen. But of course now he's not going to, he can't be on screen. So that's out the window. Um, so with that in mind, uh, obviously he's going to want to be around NXT, uh, to work with the son and Charlie Dempsey is a card carrying member of the, we know exactly who your dad is club. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it it don't take but thirty seconds to figure that out. Yeah, um, yeah. William Regal can't deny that kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so, I think well, the biggest thing now, I mean, with with him, so you have all these prospects there, you know, who are on TV and everything now. And I mean, you got Sean there, but I, I think you need it's good to have another person who is, has more of a connection to the, the old way of ring work and that type of stuff, because in so many cases, that's what's missing with so many modern day wrestlers is the, the, you know, is actually working. Like there's a bunch of people who have practiced moves and have learned how to do moves in the ring. There aren't as many people who know who are good at actually working. So I think having somebody like Regal around is good for that to you know to teach these kids how to work basically not just how to learn how to do moves in the ring but how to actually work to do all the you know all the you know playing you know working the crowd and pacing yourself in a match and not doing everything you know how to do in every match and all that kind of stuff um so i think that's that's what i would that's what i would want him to do there Somebody told me once that the smartest worker in the ring is the one that gets paid the most for the least amount of bumps, and that is William Regal. Yeah. Uh, Randall Keith Orton is another one. <laughs> yes. Well, well, well the, king of, the king of that is Terry Bollea, but, I mean, you know, yes. I know that. Yeah. But uh, looking at modern wrestling history, those three guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, I think he goes back to NXT to work with the kids. I think that's where his strength is. Now, when time comes for him to eventually be on TV, I think he'd be an awesome general manager. He did it once, what, about 15 years ago. He was general manager for a little while. And again, awesome talker, a guy who can emote with anyone, who can work with anyone. He can play a heel. He can play a baby face. Uh, William Regal is probably just uh, amazingly well-rounded. But I think for the short term, he goes back to NXT. He continues to develop the talent. He continues to scout talent because, again, he, he was part of that regime that brought in some amazing wrestlers. And while I don't think NXT is ever going to go back to the the high-budget indie promotion that it was, you know, seven, eight years ago, if there's some hot prospect out there that Regal thinks they can do something with, he's going to find them. So it's interesting to me that I, based on the information I gave you guys, I, I can see how the... The first thought would be, oh, well, he's going to go back to what he did. I, I think if, you really, if you're really in the know, that we all basically know Sean is Triple H's best friend. Who might be closer to Triple H than Sean is Darren Matthews. Triple H and William Regal have a relationship that may be closer than Triple H and Sean. Like... Like word in the street is that when Vince released Triple, when Vince released Regal, Triple H was incensed, and as he should be. So I, while he's definitely gonna, he lives in Orlando anyway, so he's definitely gonna stop by the PC, gonna work with his son, gonna do this, that, and the other, help the kids. I get that. I think he, it makes more sense for me to, in 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 this situation, especially with the handshake deal with Tony, that he'll kind of take a corporate role. Um. And be like a not a not an EVP but a SVP like Sean is now, and I would not be surprised if they gave him Canyon Siemens' old job as the director of scouting, and let him run it out of Orlando. But he's a part of the actual corporate entity. Like I would not be surprised if you see his picture on corporate.ww.com because he has shown his worth. To that company, and I don't know where you're pivoting next. Forgive me, I'm a host, so this is just natural. I apologize, but I think the bigger part of the story isn't Regal leaving. The bigger part of the story is that we have gotten to a point. Enough time has passed. The uh, uh, the fire has kind of died out a bit, and I'm getting to the point where I think not only the fans, but now the talents realizing that the grass ain't as greener as we thought it was on the other side, and I guarantee you 85 to 90% of people that left willingly, I'm not talking about the people that got fired because we know that, but that left willingly would have never left if the old man wasn't in charge and Hunter was. So now, mm-hmm. now remember that I think the grass, people are realizing the grass isn't greener and all this, that, and the other. But also remember, Rico was, lo- was in the locker room for eight, nine months. So all these, Max has talked about his the bidding war of 2024 ad nauseum. Ethan Page? Ricky Starks? Lee Moriarty? Danny Powerhouse Hobbs? Danny Garcia? 
Wheeler, all these kids who you he helped and trained, Brian Pillman, the history his dad had with that company, all these people who he's helping train and talking to, who he was already scouting and talking to before a, there was AEW, who, you know, t- with the in the promo with Max the first time, he talked about how he was all day long, 10 hours a day was just looking at matches people sent to them and responding to them. And Hunter had to stop him because he was his health was deteriorating, right? That's the bigger story to me, is Regal's leaving may, I'm not going to go as far as to say an exodus, but I would not be surprised if next year in 2024, it go the other way. If nothing else, Regal's definitely the uh, the bridge. I, He's I definitely think... the bridge, which is an interesting segue into something that I wanted to talk about a little bit in along those lines of we're now potentially recruiting more talent. I don't want to go too deep into the woods on the returns, but I kind of want to get into some of the returns because, you know, we, we've had, what is it? Um, what's the link? Kaylee Ray? Kylie? What's the house? Oh, Kylie Ray. Oh, Kylie yeah, Ray, yeah, not yeah, Kaylee yeah. Ray. Kaylee Ray is Alba Fire. Kylie Ray um, was is is now rumored to to possibly be coming back. I when you look at where they're at, and I want to talk kind of specifically more Triple H, Vince, and more importantly here, Nick Khan, because Nick Khan, when all these releases were happening, all of a sudden Nick Khan's name is on the tip of everyone's tongue. You know, obviously Vince gets the blame for it, but not so quietly, Nick Khan was like, no, I made some of these decisions. Now, a lot of these people that were released that Nick Khan was a part of, you know, he was part of this decision-making process. Is he walking back where he was? Has is Triple H talked him into maybe reconsidering some of these people? I haven't heard much from the, the Nick Khan side of things since we started bringing back everybody, you know, the, the uh, Candice LeRae's, the Johnny Gargano's, the Mia Yim's, Dexter Loomis, um, and, and the list just goes Gary on and on Ross, of all these people. Ross, but Strowman, Bray Wyatt, yeah. Right. So, and I know Rob's got a thought. Rob, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to you first here. Okay. Um, I, I'd be <clears> interested, I'm interested in that dynamic. Like, how did those discussions go down? Because, like I said, Nick Khan was very much a part of that process of releasing people and now a lot of these lists that he was part of creating are now being brought back in. Rob, take the wheel here on this one. Okay, so barring us finding out any information to the contrary, I'm going to say that I don't think those were Nick Khan decisions. I think Nick Khan, he's been in this. Nick Khan has been in this business for he he know Nick Khan knows that part of his job was to be the be the public bad guy. And that's okay, but that makes little sense to me when Vince publicly does not care if he's the bad guy. Like, he'll take the heat for it. So well, why for, why shovel does, some of the he heat does, off on somebody else? Because, well, I think... He Nick, does care if he's going to be... He Hang on. He cares if he's going to be the bad guy if he knows he's going to go down in flames in about four months. I think... Okay, you know what? I think Nick probably... Nick volunteered, I bet, because that's Nick's yeah. business. Nick probably went to the old... Nick probably told the old man, say, look, because remember, they're, they're trying to do things in a more corporate, Wall Street-friendly kind of way and not be the old carny business here. And I'm willing to bet that part of that was Nick saying to the old man, says, look, we we got to stop doing it that way. You're the you're the face on at the head of things. So 
you know, you one of the things you pay me for is to be the public bad guy, to, to be the one that takes the public bullets for things. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. look, they're because, like you said, they're bringing they're bringing back some of the the very people who were released, you know, and who we all thought or who we were all thinking that that because we were all under the impression or it kind of convinced ourselves that Nick Khan was showing Vince McMahon a list and that Vince was saying yes or no and that Nick was kind of forcing the issue to save money. But I think now in reality, Vince just wanted to get rid of some people. And and I was he, wanted, say. he wanted to get rid of some folks. The roster was too big. He and which it was. He wanted to get rid of some folks. So there were some people there that he either was done with, didn't have anything else to do for, like Braun and Bray Wyatt. And then there were some other people where he was like I'm not ever going to do anything with these folks. I don't, even, I don't even know who the hell they are. And he just wanted to get some people out of there. And and do and Nick Khan being the super agent guy and all that is used. He is used to being the one to be the bad guy for his clients. Okay. And so as part of that, I said, okay, then put this on me because this is my job. This is part of what I do for a living. Right. And so. And that's where that's where it all came. That, so that's how Nick Khan got his name attached to this stuff. And now that the old man is not in charge anymore, Hunter wanted to bring all these people back because he didn't want to get rid of them in the first place. And so, okay, right. no problem. Bring them all back. Bring you know. Yeah, and- I, I can absolutely imagine a scenario where, like you said, Rob, you know, Nick brings a list because Nick's job is to get the books right. We need to cut costs. We need to get everything straight. Well, I, don't even, I, think, I think that was all bullshit, though. I think that was bullshit. No, well, no, I think I don't think it was because there's been restructuring. There's been this. There's been that. And I don't think but I don't think it was as heavy handed as it needed to be. Well, excuse me. It was more heavy handed than it needed to be. But basically, look at it like this. Nick walks in with the list of set and says, OK, here's how I can shave X amount of dollars off your off your uh, your talent roster, okay? Because these people aren't drawing numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Vince looks at the list and goes, a list of, let's say, 30 people and goes, sure, fire them all. And Nick goes, great, I did my job. I brought you the, the budget and you, you helped me out with it. Awesome. But I don't think it was No, but I'm saying if Nick had brought that budget, that same budget at the same time to Hunter and like Gargano's on that list and a couple other people, there may be... be 18 people that would have got cut in that grand exodus because again we're also talking about a nick was brought in you know to get everything more corporate like you said but we also had the regime change so who knows how much who knew in advance maybe nick knew this was coming before he even came on board maybe he was ambushed with it the same day we were i think the story is probably somewhere in the middle um but yeah, it's just this is just a a symptom of the regime change. That's you put it perfectly, Rob. Oh, because I think honestly, because well, I mean now, because I mean if you look at, well, I think all so much of that stuff I think was just cover story. I think Vince just wanted to get rid of some folks because yeah, that could be it too. And I think I don't because I mean and look, Braun probably came back with a lower salary number than he had before. Yes, okay, and but. And like I said in our you know, in one of our chats, that look of all the people they brought back so far, Braun is the so far. If you look at traffic and things like that, Braun is the biggest return on investment so far. 
Yeah, but that was going to happen because Braun was hot when he left. Um, you right, know, people but, like yeah. Dexter Loomis, the crowd, he was still in NXT. He never really, like, I like Dexter Loomis. I think the guy's a star. Um, but he never really reached that upper level. So the the general yeah. main roster audience is still being introduced to him. They're still being introduced right. to um, Dakota yeah, Kai and Eo Sky but, and all these people. But we were told. You, we were you told. have to look at. We were told that you Braun have to look at those folks as new characters. We we were told we were told that Braun was no longer worth having around, though. That's what we that's were told. That's what we were told. We were told that Braun was too expensive. For we, him. Well, but that's what that means. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it, not the same thing. Which, I mean, could, which could still be true. Well, if, if, if what if Braun, what he if, was making might not if, be worth what he's pulling in now, and yeah, that's if, why they brought him out at a lower number. If Braun was making two million dollars a year. And they said, well, no, you're really only worth, we should only be paying you 1.15. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm good. This is my money. You know, like I, in, in those decisions that, yeah, those, that's a different level of decisions. But he was hot. Now, I don't know how hot, how much his traffic and hot he was, was leading to actual money. I don't know that. What I do know is that Nick Khan was brought in under the title of, co-CEO and and co-president, not co-president, he was brought in as co-CEO and some uh, whatever his role was, wasn't over finance. And I, I say that specifically because Michelle Wilson and George Berrios were fired around the, right, like right after Nick Khan got there. And they hired new, C, new CFOs and CMOs. So I don't think, I'm along with Rob, I don't think Nick was behind any of the cuts. And hmm. I, I legitimately ask you, legitimately, I, I know fan chatter and we will lead ourselves to believe anything. Has there been one report of a backstage rumor or a uh, report from a wrestler that said that Nick Khan was behind any of this? Not a one. Yet. It's Not all a one. been our belief because Nick was the new guy. Nick ain't yeah. a wrestling guy, even though Nick's a true wrestling guy, because he'd been in the business since he was six, right? And and but we put it on Nick instead of Hunter always says in every interview, nothing happens in that company Vince don't want to happen. Vince is behind everything that happens in that company, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't. And and for the record, there was a list, and I'll tell you, I can tell you, I give you proof why there was a list. Because Hunter took the list twice and took Samoa Joe's name off of it. That's the only reason Samoa Joe lasted so long. Because he kept taking his name off the list. Wow. That's an interesting bit. That's an interesting tidbit I did not know. Yeah. And remember and and and, and so remember he got fired. Um he got fired the first time. Yeah, I remember and, that. And then Hunter brought him back. Yeah. To NXT. Right. Now, I don't know what happened with that. He got the concussion and this, that, and the other. But that that first time, Samoa Joe was supposed to be fired long before that. Yeah. Actually, I remember when Samoa Joe first announced on the first go-around, he kind of, you know, th- took a little bow to everybody. And, and the next thing you know, he's back to work like two weeks later yeah. <laughs> going down to NXT. I um, was to show you how serious Hunter was about getting that boy back. Yeah, which is... And that's interesting. And Mia Yim gave a really good interview talking about Hunter and how, you know, how she would absolutely, this was before they re-signed her. 
Um, and she was talking about how she would go back to work for him. She would do pretty much anything that guy asked. Just tells you what kind of cachet he has with most folks, you know, in the business. Now, granted, that you can't please all the people all the time. There's probably some folks who are, you know, no longer in the company or like, nah, I wouldn't work for that guy either. And and, and that's all perfectly fine. Um, I want to go around the room real quick, do a quick uh, just kind of a and I know we've asked this question before, but I want to start with Ray and get his opinion. We're bringing back a lot of people, brother, and we're bringing back a lot of people at a time when they had released a bunch under the um, opinion that the roster was bloated. Now we look at that roster potentially being bloated again. Um, what's the thought here? What do, what do you think? So they're definitely bringing too many people back, if only for one reason. You're not building these people up. You're just debuting them as if everybody should know who they are. Like, God bless Tegan Knox. I am such a huge Tegan Knox fan. I think she's amazing. Her knees made of jello. But other than that, she's amazing. They brought her out at a huge spot and not nobody knew who she was. And people were trying to say, well, it's because she changed her hair. It's because No, it's because people didn't know Tegan Knox. She wasn't right. there long enough to be known on the main roster. And God bless her. She was in NXT for four years. She was hurt for two and a half of them. So, like, while she's an amazing talent, she's had, she, Tegan Knox is so over. When Captain Marvel came out, she was doing co-interviews with Brie Larson. Like, Tegan Knox is fantastic. But so that's the problem with them bringing so many people back is you put them, you're hurting them more than you're helping them because everybody isn't a Johnny Gargano that can get himself over, right? So you bring these people back. Like, where, when's the last time you've seen Hit Row? You know? Like, Legault de Fantasma is fantastic, but I feel so bad for Cruz Del Toro and for Joaquin uh, Wilde because they're not going to be able to to last against the Viking Raiders and against the Usos. And the, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the tag division stacked right now for those guys to be coming up. Now, the one, po- the one positive of him bringing so many people back is the synergy with NXT. The New Day has gone down to fight pretty deadly for the NXT tag titles. Our just went down there before he tore his ACL. They have so much synergy now that you can. T- Drew, Drew Gulak showed up uh, Tuesday. Yeah, last night. So, yeah. Yeah. So 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 now you have these people who aren't doing anything on the main roster, and you can send them down do a two three week bid in NXT to help build those kids up and give a boost to the rating and get some more eyes on those kids. So then, like the AJ Styles Grayson Wilder thing, when Grayson Wilder gets called up. That's the greatest thing ever happened to him or Braun and Ziggler. Excuse me. So, you know, it's, it, it's working out, but I think he's on the verge of too much because you are bringing back too many people and nobody has time for it to breathe. Nobody has time for it to, to matter. You know, like if there's a return every week, then it's not special anymore. Right. All right. Jason, what do you think? Are we uh, are the returns? Are we just popping the marks, or do you think he's going somewhere with this? I think I think it is going to be a. Uh, we're not out of the woods with uh, the annual spring cleanings, guys. Unfortunately, uh, I think this is going to be another sink or swim. See what sticks. See what and because like. Not for nothing to go. Tegan Knox came back, and I was just like, and I, her look changing got me because I was like, who is that? Is that that's Tegan Knox? Like, and it would, and it kind of threw me. So, yeah, to go from 
Yeah, and these folks, again, to both of your points there, they're not call-ups. They're not re-debuts. They're not returns. They're basically new characters for this for this run. Um, and regard Johnny had to start from scratch, you know. Well, he's one of the best right now doing it right now, so he was able to get him and Dexter going, and that gimmick is great. But a lot of other people, great, great point about Hit Row. They've just been kind of there, which isn't what's up think how wild it was that they called up la Knight to be max dupree and they ran it for three months and then turned his ass back to la Knight without telling the crowd who the fuck la Knight is right yeah i think he got the they, they were banking quickly. on him him and his mouth to be able to get him over that's the thing but yes you're right jason he yeah. got over because that's one of the 20 guys in the company that could actually do it with his own right his own yeah, but you're it, right. It, it wasn't that guy. And again, almost out of the company right now. It popped me because to me it was a return, and I was like, Ari Gold is a wrestler again. This is one of my favorite wrestlers in the goddamn company. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Hundred percent. Okay. Rob, quick thoughts on uh, on all the returns. I know we've you've gone down this road before. Just a couple quick things there. Okay. Um, good thing, bad thing. Uh, I think we're at the point of it being too much. Uh, we talk about people getting over. Um, who's actually getting over? Like, I mean, like, there are people we know and we like them and we like that they're back. But who's actually getting over out of all of these people? Right? Um, we don't know yet. And because, I mean... Again, because again, it's a thing where oh, so and so is back, and Twitter goes on fire, and because people are happy to see this person back, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're over with the rest of the audience, with the people who don't know who they are. And so you're bringing all these people in. We have no idea how these people are. I mean, I've, I've look me. I've been looking at traffic numbers. I can read you traffic numbers, um, you know, for views and stuff. But beyond that, um, we don't really know. Are any of these people actually connect? Uh, are these people and these people actually forging any connection with the audience? Or are they just kind of getting over with the people who already know them? Um, which is basically a third of the audience. If you look at the NXT, you know, audience numbers versus Ron SmackDown, a third of the audience already knows who these people are. So getting over with them is not the same as getting over with the whole audience. We don't know who's getting over with the whole audience. Um, right now, everybody who came back, um, I can just from looking for me looking at numbers like I do, I can tell you that Braun is the uh, right now, as far as return on investment right now, Braun is number one. And I can tell you that, um, look, I don't know how many t-shirts Bray is selling, but if you look at the traffic numbers right now, he's, he, uh, it's a disappointment. Um, and you know, so we don't know, we don't know who's really getting over in, a, in any meaningful way. We won't know, probably until next year when it's time to, because some of these folks, their TV time is going to vanish. And that's going to be why. Um, like Jason said, it might be spring cleaning again next year. So some, po- some folks who have been there for a while, um, maybe, you know, maybe gone. You know, everybody likes to fire Tamina and everybody likes to fire Dana Brooke every year and then wonder why they didn't get fired. <laughs> um, you know, every, you know, every Dana Brooke tops the internet wrestling community's let them go list. And and when it, whenever whenever you whenever you say the roster's getting too crowded, it's always well fire Tamina, fire Dana Brooke. Okay, well they're two people, and 
they actually do a specific thing there that a lot of people, a lot of your, a lot of your favorites don't want to do. So, um, anyway, but I think yeah, it, it's, it's, it's too much. Um, th- there's no way that all of these folks are going to get over in a, in a meaningful way. And now Hunter's not just going to run everybody out of there. Cause these are a lot of these folks are near and dear to his heart. He'll keep them around. But if sometime next year, decisions are going to have to get made on TV time and pushes and things like that. And, and you're going to find out. Um, and cause right now, but right now, yeah, I think it's too much and it hasn't been, it hasn't become a problem yet because there's still so many people who are out. But next year, we know Cody's going to be back. We're hoping Randy's back. Charlotte's going to be back. We're hoping for Sasha and Naomi to be back. Mandy Rose is coming up. Brian, not Brian, uh, Brock, uh, uh, Brock will be back eventually. Brock will be back in some capacity. Yeah. Um, Mello is coming up for sure. Um, it, so those are people we know for sure are going to be on the main roster next year. Uh, and then so some people are going to get moved around some and, and – and Ronda may st- we, like. Yes. Do, do you know anything, Ray? Do you know if Ronda is out after WrestleMania or if she's staying? After? Have you heard anything? I have not heard anything yet, but I do. I do know, and you guys finally saw it in the re- in the interview that like she really she really wanted to come back this round, to go round to try to build up some of the, the lesser women. I don't know what her plan is with Ronda. You got to take it year by year. Okay, you know? so. So we don't, so we don't know the show. So because we kind of talked ourselves into thinking that she was just going to be work two WrestleManias and then go back home. We don't know that to be true. Uh, she may still be around. Um, so you know, um, I think next year, next year is going to there's going to be a real crunch because when you get all these people back, and then there's only so much unless you got more TV time, which they don't. Um, and it's going to be a crunch and there are going to be some decisions made and it, it's going to be messy. 23 and 24 is going to be really interesting in the wrestling industry because there's a lot of the AEW contracts come up. That too, like Ray yeah. was just talking here a little bit ago. You've got a whole pool of talent who may be looking over toward, towards, uh, towards Stanford going, uh, you know, looking at the New York territory going, uh, what do they got going on over there? And there may very well be a list in the New York territory that may be unemployed around that time. So you could very well see a huge talent swap between the two big companies in the next 12 to 24 months. Just real quick, one positive is I know they kind of killed NXT UK, but they killed NXT UK to make it big with NXT Europe. So maybe when that gets going back, that'll be another place for 20, 30, 40, 50 of those people to go. Yeah, people will land. Yeah. Yes, and some and of the people they brought into NXT, like the yeah, Alba Fire, uh, just a few other people, may actually float back over to to whatever NXT, uh, what yeah. your Europe becomes. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's which will free up some this. free up some roster space. Yeah, because I mean, some of some of the folks here are just renting. Some of the NXT UK folks who migrated over here are just renting, and yeah. they were probably told at the beginning, like, hey. Don't worry, we'll get you back over here. Meanwhile, do this. And, and interestingly enough, Gunther may be among that list of people who may want to go back over there because I remember reading a couple of years uh, ago he wasn't interested in moving long term stateside. Um, he may be over here to make you know one good run of money, have a couple of big matches, maybe do the one big thing with Roman Reigns. It wouldn't shock me if in two to four years he's back over in the UK in the uh, the European circuit. Brother, Gunther and his wife divorced. Gunther is dating Jenny. 
Ah. He is living his best life. And okay, he is in well, the then, see, these are things that I'm not in. Taking, taking selfies with no shirt and linen shorts, bro. Like, he yeah. is living the life. <laughs> I, I am not in that bubble, so oh. that is all <laughs> stuff that I am not aware of. I don't pay a, If they don't throw it in my face, hey, I'm dating this one, I'm married to that yeah, one, I do guy. not know. What's What's she been up to since NXT UK folded? So remember how they, they now you talk about returns. Yeah, Sean has done it right. Think about how long it's yes. been before Gallus came back. Gallus and and uh, Alba Fire and um, Tyler had to come at the same time because of Worlds Collide. But think about yeah. all the other people that's come back. And take a minute. Isla Dawn just debuted. We debuted a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they've, they, Jenny's still signed to the company. She is still one of the few. They released 80% of that roster. Jenny was never released. She is still signed. Yeah. So I'm, I am positive that they are kind of just waiting to re-debut her in a certain way. And Jenny, I, I'm sure she's staying. And she is such a unique character because, number one, she's beautiful and she plays a role well. Two, <laughs> she is She's naturally of Indian descent, so you know how big that that market is to them. Yeah. So I, you know, and they and they try their best to keep people who are are together and similar to you know because down the road so goddamn much. But to, to that yeah. to that point, Ray, like I don't want to like book them together because they're a couple and whatnot, but like, doesn't she have an awesome look to go right along with Imperium? It like, would work. Like and an imperial could, looking, like just stoic, ass kicking woman. She got a ch- oh, I'm not familiar with what she looks like, so I'd have to look her up. Look, look up J I N N Y. Yeah, and J I N N Y. To be fair, Jason, I have. They're not this. But if 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 a non wrestling fan would ask me to would ask me to explain Imperium to them in like five words or less, or even the old ring count. I would say wrestling Nazis. Yeah. So putting her with them actually helps them. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Put this woman immediately. Put her immediately what? with Imperium. I'm, I'm looking at this now. The funny thing God, is, how have I missed this? Her ring gear was like a beige overcoat and whatnot. Turn that thing red, baby, and boom. No, we are what off. I'm looking at right now is some oh, type really? of like black and white gothic looking thing with a long kick. Yeah. Wow. Let me close that. <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> that's a little distracting. Sorry, Gunther, don't okay. stop me. Hey, so, congratulations, Gunther. <laughs> Happy, you know, many. And months- as we like to say, Gunther won. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- thank you, Mr. Cash, for pointing me in that direction, sir. But seriously, though, I mean, you bring me on the show for? I don't like to play the couples game. Like, oh, they're dating. They should be in a faction too. But right. no, really, man, that'd yeah, be awesome. she, she fits just the whole look. So we're going to get into some DWI talk here, or not DWI, PWI, <laughs> PWI talk okay. with Mr. Ronette. But I want to take a minute to uh, just kind of shout out a couple of uh, Get Well Soons. One, uh, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, uh, off TV for quite a while, apparently just had almost some identical surgery to Randy Orton. Yeah. He had spinal fusion. God damn, that's crazy. I just wonder where he was. And, you know, obviously Dolph has been doing the solo thing, the Dirty Dogs, which I thought was an awesome tag team. Haven't done a thing. So, yeah, Bobby Roode, uh, though I'm sure you're not listening to this, please get well soon. And as we always say, this wrestling thing will this wrestling thing will be here. Get healthy. Do whatever you need to do. And um, also, 
professional wrestling legend Barry Windham had a uh, had a heart attack what yesterday or the day before um and was in ICU the last I heard um want to throw some thoughts out to his family yes. and a uh, you know a get well soon to Barry Windham uh, I know Rob Rob and I go go way back to 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 Barry Windham and you know that was uh, that's crazy that it, it's to me it's sobering my gosh we're getting old enough to where the wrestlers that I followed as kids are, are having these kind of problems. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope for all the best for recovery for Barry and, uh, for Bobby Root also, um, spinal fusion surgery is no joke. So, uh, you know, and I don't think we just want, first and foremost, we want everybody to get back just so they can live, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll figure, you know, the other mm-hmm. stuff we'll figure, you figure it out later. Yep. You know, All we right. forget how and, old hey, Bobby uh, Roode is. Bobby Roode is like 45. I, I knew Bobby Roode was in his mid-40s. Yeah. The dude and looks amazing. Shout, oof, shout out Bobby Roode because, uh, you know, not many people can can say they've walked in your shoes. But spinal fusion is no joke, my friend. So yeah. stay off your feet. Yeah. So that's just, you know, the, uh, the price we pay for having the career we had and doing what we did to our bodies, huh? But yeah, best best of luck to both of those guys. Best wishes and hopefully for a speedy recovery for both. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk tag teams. Let's talk PWI. Mister Bonnet, you want to take this segment over since you got all the information pulled up and you purchased it. Yes. Okay. So the, the PWI 100 list for tag teams came out, and now this is unique in that they just put they put men and women tag teams in the same list together. Which, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, look, you don't have 100 men tag teams that are worth making a list of, and you don't, you don't have 100 women tag teams either. So putting them together on the same list is fine. Um, now, as for the list itself, I, one, just one thing I want to just have a laugh about, you know, uh, before we get to number one. Uh, number eight was Matt and Nick Jackson. But number seven is Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Japan, brother. So I find, I know, I just, I get, I thoroughly enjoy the fact that the young bucks are behind the good brothers. Okay, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pause you for a second because I, much like Rob, I am no That's fan of the young bucks. I am no fan of the young bucks. But when I look at, again, we're, we're talking about a kayfabe list. Yeah. How in the hell did the good brothers rate above the young bucks? Oh, well, I'll read it to you. All right. They, uh, they beat the Briscoes to win the Impact Tag Team Championship. And, well, that's basically it. Oh, and they also held the, the, Oh, no. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep in mind the Briscoes were number two. So they won the Tag Team Championships in Impact the third oh. biggest promotion in the United States. Oh, here we go. And the Young Bucks were tag champions on the second biggest promotion in the United States. Well, all right, but wait, there's more. Just, uh, also, the, uh, they've also held the... Larry Otto Pro Tag Belts since September 2020. I have I have no idea what Larry. That was 2020. It's 2022. Well, they're still champ. They're still Larry Otto champions. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what Larry Otto is. I've never heard of it. But I mean, but they are the Larry Otto champions. I I Um, mean, I know it's a kayfabe list, but if I was the Bucks, I'd be a little. Well, couldn't happen to a a nicer group of guys. Makes sense. (laughs) Well, so what what was the what was the the um the the time period? Because if the time oh. period fell during the during when they uh were um suspended when they were suspended, 
you deal yeah. with 12 months versus nine yeah or right. eight or ten and or again you know winning a championship from the from the team that ended up being number two on your list is nothing to snuff at all right so the evalu- the evaluation period was november 1st of last year through october 31st of this year so, so that counts the suspension so brawl out yeah okay. when was brawl out was that like the end of september it was beginning August. of September. Beginning yes, of September. Okay. Gosh, yeah. been that long already. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They served their nickel. Yep. But uh, okay, so let's get let's get to the the, the nitty gritty here. Uh, number one are the Usos, and it's a hundred. That is hundred percent correct. They were SmackDown champions the entire time. They were unified champions since May, and they've beaten look. They beat New Day. They beaten Street Profits. They beaten Viking Raiders. Uh, they've beaten some other combinations of teams, RK Bro, and and also they've worked they have worked the most matches in the entire WWE in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they work Raw, they work SmackDown, they haven't missed a weekend of house shows. Like they're on the road every weekend. Okay. And you said it was through October, right? Yeah, through through, through October 31st of this year. Did they become longest reigning champs in in October? Um, no, I think that happened. Or in, did that happen a couple weeks ago? I think that happened had, a couple weeks ago. That was in November. That was uh, yeah, right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was going to say, because, I mean, not for nothing, they did beat the longest reigning tag champs for the longest reigning tag championship record. That literally happened. Yeah. That still pissed me off because I was pulling for New Day. I was pulling for the New Day on that one, man. I was like... You got you guys know I bleed for the bloodline, but man, I just it's the new day. Like it, it looks like you don't bleed bleed hard enough, my friend. Uh, maybe not, man. Yeah. It's a, I'm sorry, but I I wanted the new day to hold on to that record. They could have beat them again the next night. I didn't care. <laughs> I wanted the new day to hold on to that record, man. Yeah, some honorary oose you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like an adopted oose. I'm not an honorary oose. I'm like an adopted oose. <laughs> a step oose. Yeah. I'm like the redheaded step oose. That's what I am. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, honestly, I don't have a problem with New Day number one. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, I guess the Briscoes are we're number two, right? Oh, F- the FTR, FTR is number two. Briscoes oh, FTR number two. is number two. So sorry, now, everything I said about number two now number three still impressive. Um, but yeah, the FTR, like what? How did that happen? Well, they hold. They have a bunch of tag. They have a bunch of titles. They're the Ring of Honor. They're the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. They're the New Japan Tag Team Champions. The AAA Tag Team Champions. And so the only the only title they don't have is the. AEW tag team titles. Company yeah. actually worked for. Yeah, and, the <laughs> right. And because Matt and Nick Jackson wouldn't do the job to them. Well, yep. it's, it's funny you you say that. So for those of you listening, we record this on Wednesday nights. Tonight they finally got the title shot against the acclaimed. So. Yeah. Okay, so they could become full belt collectors. Yep. Tonight. Yep. It ain't gonna happen, but they could. No, nah, it's not gonna happen. But the acclaimed is way too hot right now. So. Ray, looking at the top five, is there anybody that you would change uh, out? Are there any changes you'd make in that top five? Okay, so I, uh, I'll, I'll give you four and five first. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Okay, no problem. Four is uh, the Death Triangle, Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., and Pack. And then five is a Two team girls from, from Stardom. Don't yeah. even wait. Wait, so they, they count trios? 
So did, oh, they only they, put, they only started doing tag teams a while ago, right? They put the depth triangle, but really it's the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, okay. yeah, and okay. Lucha and, Brothers featuring yeah. Pack. And then uh, num- number five is Hazuki and Koguma, Kojuma. Uh, Two from girls st- from Stardom. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's no disrespect to Stardom, we just don't know their names. No. Nope. Yeah. And so right. if you tell me their number what eight, I believe you. Sure. So they're they're number five. Five. Um, yeah. And then, so RK Bro is number six. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else. Who else do we? Who else is? Are people that we know? All right. Um, well, Violence, good, Violence Forever is a. If, if that's Sammy Callahan's group, I think. In uh, Impact, they're ten. Yeah, they're number ten. Yeah. Um, Street Profits are thirteen. Toxic Attraction is fourteen. Uh, I, I I would have no. seen Toxic Attraction in the top ten. No. What yeah, was, I would I, I would agree with you, Ray. Ray, what did you call them? Violent what? Violence. Uh. uh is it violence, is forever? violence forever? No, violent by design. Violent by design. That's oh. that's the guy. That's the guys in um. Who's Impact. violence by design? Violence oh, by design. No. Okay. <laughs> um. My bad. Let, let me reiterate, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast is not a news podcast. Um, <laughs> half the time we make this shit up as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Swerving Our Glory, number 18. Yeah. Right. Uh, that goes to show you how, I'm not going to go as far as say Fugazi, but how thin the list is, because they only did teaming for like four months. Right. Yeah. They were, oh. but they were tag champs. But speaking of that, number they 19. Were they were a tag jam, tag team that got together and immediately won titles. So I mean, good point. Good point. they're pretty good. So um, nineteen, Naomi and Sasha Banks. There you go. Yeah, makes uh, sense. Twenty, the acclaimed. All right, let's see who else is we care about here that's on this list. All right, uh, New Day is thirty-three. Um, Damage Control twenty-five. All right, uh, hmm. Imperium's twenty-eight. I mean, basically, I mean, the way this this list, there's really nothing really to be mad about here, because yeah, I mean, yeah, there's nothing outrageous here, uh, to be honest. You were you were asking me was the, the top five. I don't know the, the girls from Stardom, and again, I'm yeah. sorry, truly sorry. I I need to I need to do better about that. What I am shocked is that RK Bro is still number six. Well, all right. So think about it. they they were all right. So starting from last November. They were champs until January. They lost to the Alpha Academy. Then they won back. Then they won them back in March. Then they had them till May. So they were champs for about like four months out of the year. Um, right, but yeah. Randy hasn't wrestled since Mania. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, they well, had they, Sasha right Banks and, and Naomi at nineteen, and they haven't it, been on TV for since May. Yeah, since. but there's nineteen and there's six. The Young Bucks are seven, and they wrestle every week except for the two months they were suspended. And again, not being a Young Honestly. Bucks fan, the Young Bucks and their fans have every right to look at that list and go, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah. You know, to be if we're being fair and, and we're yeah. keeping it a buck, wow, um, wow, as the wow. kids would say. Well, I would tell all the fans of the Young Bucks to go get bent. How about that? If Rob was making a list, they'd be somewhere down. You know, they'd be number, number one hundred and one on a list of hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one, one, hey, no, no, no. On my list, they'd be one hundred and five. I think I'd have a few creator wrestler teams between them. And, oh yeah, and hundred. I'd have I'd have Rob and Jason at one hundred and three on that list before I. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. God damn. 
shoot there. Watch out. For sure, Toxic Attraction got another. Got they they got some umbrage. But again, that's the story of Toxic Attraction to Mandy because Mandy was screwed over in the women's PWI. Yes, because actually, because yeah. I, I, I have that, I have that here because I, because Mandy was way too low on the. I mean, that's ridiculous. She was like, but she, uh, to her yeah. to her credit, Rob, to her credit, she fucking cut a promo about that. Yeah, on TV. Yeah, a good one too. Very, yeah. she killed it. You know what? And I know we've said it before, and I'll say it again. There, Mandy Rose has put in the work in the last twelve months. Like uh, it's a, as we talked, she's never going to be a twenty twenty five minute Broadway wrestler. She is a very very good ten to twelve minute professional wrestler. Mandy Rose is. She she is dude. really like completely turned it around. So yeah, she's twenty. She's twenty one. Which is ridiculous. Out of a hundred, yeah, she, she needed to be at was, least in the she top was fifteen. The champ the entire yeah, year. she was she was the champ literally the whole time. Yeah, she's top oh. fifteen, if not top ten. Because I mean, right. they got Ronda ahead of her for crying out loud. I mean, it's Ronda Rousey, dude. Good, bad, or indifferent. Ronda Rousey's gonna okay. be the people who buy PWI. The, the NXT Women's Championship at this point in kayfabe. Absolutely, Rob, Rob, Rob you're, you're missing the point with Ronda. They want people who normally wouldn't buy PWI to mm. buy PWI because Ronda's in it. Well, then they should, they should have made her top five and put her on the cover then, but they didn't do that. Well, mm. they only put the number one on the cover. So, and shots Bianca, who deserved number one. Yeah, no, Bianca was no number question. one. Right? No, she was number she was number two. Who's number, number one? one? Oh, that's right, Britt Baker. That's bullshit. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. No, no. Who was it? No, number one is Sayuri, somebody girl from Stardom. Oh, yeah. oh, Siri, yeah. I, okay, that's 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 the serve. Is that a little that's more acceptable than Britt Baker? I, 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 I can't. know her. Okay. I don't know Stardom. I know her. That's yeah. deserved. Okay, right. so um, take your word for it, right? That's good as gold. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, they had Britt Baker ahead of Mandy Rose, which is that's ridiculous too, because I mean, yeah, and but anyway, yeah, um. She should have been higher than 21. Absolutely. I think Tony slipped somebody an eight ball on that Britt Baker thing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All Good. right. So let's get into one last little piece of business here before we call the go home. Uh, last week, we were talking uh, some Roman Reigns, talking about Roman's title defenses. And Jason made the comment that we've reached the point in Roman Reigns' two-year-plus run that we may have to start recycling some challengers. He mentioned, uh, you know, potentially Kevin Owens. Looks like they may be heating him up to go back up against Roman Reigns again. Uh, there's always Seth Rollins. There's always Drew McIntyre. We've got this list of people who are very obvious. And I posed a question to the guys earlier on before the show went live. Uh, let's come up with our each individual list of five people other than the obvious ones that we think could challenge Roman Reigns for, you know, the undisputed whatever they're calling that goddamn thing these days, because it's got like more names than Rob has introductions on the podcast these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> so gentlemen, do we have our lists? We do. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to start with Ray Cash. Ray, go on and give your entire list and just a brief uh, explanation as to why you chose who you chose. Um, I think the first two all of us probably have, and it's Gunther and Braun. Um, as Braun was one to say he's not finished with Roman yet, I'd like to see that. Plus, the head of the table started with him beating 
Braun and uh, Bray. Gunther, just because why else is Gunther here, right? He's not going to hold the IC title forever. So, like, what else are we doing? The now, my third one may be a little, my third one may be a little more uh, controversial. But you didn't say a full-on program; you just said a match. Ricochet. Now, Ricochet okay. has earned world titles matches before. No and, controversy on my end. Yeah, and, and Rick will give Roman a great match, and and that that like they'll tear it up for fifteen minutes for sure. Um, four is a guy who's probably too underrated right now, even though he's one of the all-time greats, AJ Styles. I'd like to see that again, and with this iteration. And finally, the one who should have been in should have already had this match already. Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura should have happened already, given how they took out Rick Boogs, given how Roman has has uh, terrorized Shinsuke multiple times. Now Shinsuke's seemingly kind of getting mm-hmm. reheated again with the the dream match against uh, um, against Muta, KG Muto. You know that's that's gonna make him huge when he comes back to know that he had that match. Uh, yeah, so those are my five and. I would, I I would venture to truly believe four of those will happen. I don't know about the AJ Styles match only because of how AJ's being treated, but I bet money the other four will happen. Okay, all right, Jason, what about you? What's your list, Bubba? So unfortunately, I'm not I'm not going to deviate too many. Um, so I had Gunther and Braun. I mean, I I feel like they're not obvious answers right now, like Kevin Owens would be, or you know, because Kevin Owens is. One one segment away from being in a feud for the universal title. Um, obviously, same with Sami Zayn, things like that. Um, so I had first and foremost on my list because it was they have not crossed paths since Roman became the tribal chief, and because I think Roman, as the guy in WWE, took a major step forward with this gentleman. AJ Styles, just like Ray said, that program, it would be absolutely insane because that was the moment, that was the feud where Roman ascended as a worker, in my opinion, because he would just all of a sudden pulling out new moves. His timing was wild. He was doing three on one stuff against, you know, the club and and AJ when he didn't have the Usos as backup, you know, and sometimes he did. Um, But I just would desperately like to see, hey, let's do let's run that back. Usos. Um, Usos and Good Brothers and Roman and AJ, let's run that whole thing back, man. So, uh, number two on my list, because I love the guy and I think two incredible workers will make magic together. Uh, I think Johnny Gargano, because he is go and he of all the people on my list, he will be the best one to just shatter all you little indie marks hearts when he doesn't beat Roman Reigns. So my number six, by the way, great, great choice. Oh yeah. Who's Johnny. Um, and then let's see here. Uh, I said, so I have AJ Styles, Gunther, uh, Braun. And then again, I'm not going to be that exciting because I don't think he's going to win. Um, but I saw the magic he made with Brock and Ricochet. Like, come on, man. That that guy can that yeah. guy can work, and uh, like Ray said, he can get heated up real fast. So, 
So, yeah, that's my list. It's, uh, right. So, I got AJ Styles, Johnny Gargano, Gunther, Braun Strowman, not Braun Breaker yet, um, and Ricochet. We'll, call, we'll cross the Braun Strowman, we'll cross the, um, the Braun Breaker bridge when we get over 1,000 days as champion. All right. We're going to talk about that 1,000 days in just a few minutes. First, the genius of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Rob, what's your list, sir? Okay, so I got Shinsuke and I got Braun. Just so no need to, to elaborate on those. Y'all already did that. Oh, fun fact. Fun fact. Sorry, uh, Shinsuke. Uh, Roman still owes Shinsuke for the Rumble in 2016, I think. 2018. 2018. 2018. I was there. I don't know why I didn't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, Shinsuke threw Roman out last to win that <clears> Rumble. <throat> okay, so I got Shinsuke and Braun. No need to go further on those. Okay, now you mentioned Johnny Gargano. I went the other way, and I picked Dexter Loomis. Um, okay. Okay. Um, because I like it. Don't you could still get a match, a tag match with Roman and Johnny and yeah. and Loomis and Solo. So yeah, don't hate that at all. Um, and then Austin Theory, just because now that he's you know gotten himself together somewhat he could very easily just say you know what fuck that briefcase i didn't need it anyway let's go and you know now that he supposedly has like a new attitude and new outlook on things and everything um i could very i could see a situation where he's like you know what it was stupid to mess around that briefcase anyway i should have just challenged you from the beginning fuck you let's go um and of course he'd get his ass kicked but still i mean you know that's the point. That's his yeah, character. Right. Um, and lastly, I have Bobby Lashley because nobody, me- I'm sick and tired of people not mentioning Bobby Lashley when they come up with their who should beat Roman Reigns list or who can beat Roman Reigns list. I'm sick and tired of people not mentioning Bobby Lashley. Okay. I didn't mention Bobby because I, I considered him, I considered Bobby as part of the all, the, 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 DJ said to not use someone that was obvious, and I Bobby is obvious, and, and that's what I meant. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it's just yeah. they, they haven't they haven't hinted at it. But, they haven't they haven't planted any seeds or anything like like they've you know they've I mean with that well, that's all. They okay. all crossed paths when the the title unification happened. I mean, so that was a you know yeah. it kind of. So yeah, I felt, I, I agree, sir. Put Bobby as number six on my list because I want okay. the match. Okay. Oh yeah, all right. Well, then we, okay. Well, then we don't do that one. Then um, let me see. Uh, well, now no, I got. I don't know. I didn't say you couldn't. We just looked oh, at it from different ways, man. Yeah, don't okay. worry about it. Oh, I, well, cause I, okay. I think Bobby, because they haven't, they haven't planted any type of seeds for him. Like obviously, like we know that they, you know, Sammy, Kevin, Sheamus, you know, they're all seeds that have been kind of put out there for those yeah. guys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Jay always because of how things started, right? How about so, Rey Mysterio? Well, he already, he already beat Ray, though. Well, oh, but we're saying people might get recycled. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. Um, okay, but but I'm pushing for Bob because I, I get sick and tired of people on Twitter like failing to mention him. They overlook like, Bobby Lashley. Like, like, Lashley like, like, can realistically beat anybody on any given day, right? And, and how, how can you overlook him? And I mean, I just don't see how. Because look, remember, Bobby Lashley beat well, Roman Reigns on a pay per view. Um, yeah, it's 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 no disrespect. I mean, the, I don't I don't overlook anyone. I just my list of guys who are going to do it is. Oh, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking two about or three people. people long. I'm, I'm not yeah. talking about you. I'm talking about people 
idiots on the internet. <laughs> okay. I'm not talking uh, about you. He's like a nobody mentioning Bobby. Oh, well, sorry. Okay, but yeah, not, not you. I'm talking about morons on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> All right. So well, I guess that I guess the morons on Twitter get the shovel this week. That's right. <laughs> Rob broke out the broke out the shovel after all. Uh, all right. My my list. I my started off my list here number one only because I'm sure these guys have locked up, but it has not been in like the last several years. I don't think it would take very long to heat this guy up, and he would give Roman Reigns one hell of a good wrestling match. And he's a bit different of a competitor. Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a Dolph Ziggler Roman Reigns match. Ooh. If if not a program. Y'all remember Don't when Dolph? Y'all remember when Dolph fought uh, uh, Goldberg at that random ass yeah. uh, SummerSlam? Yeah. And took the three greatest spears ever taken in history. Bumped yeah. his ass yeah. off. Yeah. For that man, AJ Styles is on my list. Shinsuke Nakamura is on my list. Rey Mysterio is on my list. Um, I think Rey Mysterio, as he is right now against the Tribal Chief, would be an incredible incredible main event pay-per-view match and i last but not least on my list kofi kingston um simply because i'd like to see kofi get one last real good because i know kofi's you know getting up there kofi's in his 40s now i think i don't think he's i don't know how much gas in the tank he's got but he's obviously on the the other side of the career i'd like to see kofi have one good program and one good run against roman reigns and i know the internet rest of this this is a Huh? Sorry, Kofi. Kofi is another great, beautiful one to break people's hearts. Yes, absolutely, and and that's a story you can tell, yep. and that's a story you can break people's hearts with. Is Kofi Kingston? That's part of why yep. I chose him because people have that emotional app. connection with Kofi. Kofi Mania is one of the best stories they've told in modern WWE history, if not WWE history. You can build off of that, and Roman Reigns can absolutely crush everyone's hearts there. And honorable mention only because, one, I think it would be fun, and two, it would piss off the internet. The Maharaja. (laughs) The Maharaja versus the Tribal Chief. That is a monster movie made in heaven. Sign me up for that on, like, I don't know, just a a B-level pay-per-view. I think it'd be fun. Well, we we need to have Kylie do a run in and hold the belt up in there again. (laughs) 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 Hold on. Still one of the greatest visuals in the history of our sport. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the greatest pay-per-view closing shot ever. <laughs> Kali holding up the belt. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I am one of those ones that wants to watch the world oh. burn. Yeah, like, That's why I want Jinder Mahal and the Tribal Chief at a pay-per-view. Of all the ones, all of, all of, you all have great suggestions, and and most of them, if you put them as number six on my list, I'd be like, all right, cool. Jinder Mahal is not on my list. <laughs> Don't anywhere near sniffing it. Uh, I, to be honest, that may have been a pop the marks moment for me. <laughs> well, Can you imagine? Oh my God. Boy, I, I would te- I, I would I would I would personally QT Elon Musk and tell him just to shut down Twitter. Shut it down, bro. Because <laughs> it's Reboot. all over. Unplug, unplug and reboot. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. All right. So before we call the golden spot here, we're going to get into just one last little piece of business as we talk about Roman Reigns. Um, 
If you caught us on the YouTube channel uh, in the pre-show huddle, we got to talking a little bit about the possibility of Roman Reigns, uh, whatever they're calling this championship, uh, reaching a thousand days. And there was a little bit of a disagreement here amongst the panel. Um, I'm going to start off here uh, with Jason. Jason seems to be have his his flag firmly planted in the sand. Jason. Yeah, uh, so I think, look, we're at what, 840-something days or something like that? He'll cross 1,000 days just after WrestleMania. I think it's like three three or four weeks after WrestleMania. You're never going to get this close again. You're never going to get this close to putting to getting a guy that's that over that you can actually put both belts on for this long and not have a John Cena, like, I don't know, like fans revolting situation. Um, he's the the last guy you're going to be able to do it with. Even his next run, which is absolutely coming about three months at, or however long after he drops it, however long he wants after he drops it, I should say. Um, it's not going to be this long. Like, it's just... So you have a chance to put stamp someone's name in history that you're going to use for the next 50, 60, 100 years. Because how many, how long, how often do we hear about Bruno and Hulk and Pedro? And uh, I'm sorry, who's the fourth one? I'm Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Thank you, Bob Backlund. And so yeah, you you get it. You're getting a guy who could be on that list. You know, so I, I just think you're never going to get this close again. And he could absolutely last until WrestleMania in Philly. Okay. Um, I think this this title, maybe if you cross a thousand days, once you cross a thousand days, I still think it happens at a big four. But then I don't think it happens. Maybe it doesn't happen at WrestleMania and the stakes are a little bit somehow lowered by that. Um, but I could be wrong again, but yeah, we're we're crossing a thousand days, man. You're at ninety nine bottles of beer on you. You sang ninety nine bottles of beer at the wall on the wall. You got to two bottles of beer and you stop singing. Stop it. All right. Since we do love a good debate here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, uh, Mr. Cash in the pre-show huddle seemed to disagree with Jason. I'm going to let Mr. Cash take over and Ray, your rebuttal. I will. I'll say this. I can see it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I can see it. And let me tell you a couple of reasons why. Number one, while I understand your point and your point is absolutely correct, I think that your I think that that point is a little more you're putting you're making it a little more grandiose than I think it really is in the grand scheme of things because ultimately nobody's really going to care what what his record is if it isn't number one. All they're going to say is it's long. Perfect example. Nobody cares about the fact that Randy Orton is a 15-time world champion because he's not 16 times. That's not true at all. Why do we mention Bob Backlund and Pedro Morales and all these guys, and they also mention Bruno San Martino? Can I answer that question for you? Sure. Because WWE has spent the entire, the past 20 years telling us that this generation is not as good as the last. So that tells the people who are watching that this is the best champion we've had since then. It's more about that to me than the numbers. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? 
And and again, I, know, I, I could I see your I point be, for sure. Yeah, I could be wrong, but they that's what they do all the time. They spent seven years bringing back all the old guys to beat the young guys at WrestleManias. That's what they've always told us, right? So now Roman has finally got to that rarefied air where we can put him alongside these names, and just to show the random guy watching or the person who f- happened to flip on SmackDown, well, you know, this guy's so good, we have to put him next to Bruno and Hogan and and Morales and Backland. You know, so that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's but but um Pedro Morales is at at one thousand seven one thousand and twenty seven days. So if you really wanna get technical with it, I right, cool, you could get that. Here's why I don't think it happens more pertinently. WrestleMania is the not just the biggest show of the year, but it's what the show what the year is revolved around, right? Roman has already acknowledged so did there, that he's uh, working a lesser schedule, right? He holds both championships. The, the, the quality of Raw has unfortunately dipped because they have no top title, right? Now, again, I think Raw's still a good show, but by and large, these top guys ain't got shit to fight about. And God bless Bianca for being the title champion she is, but that title, that the people around her, the Bailey feud wasn't great. The Becky feud lasted too long. So, like, they're really struggling with the top of the card there because there's nothing to structure the card, right? I just feel like if you let it go further and further and further, it's only going to hurt the rest of your roster. And it's such a legendary reign, and it's such a great big moment and a big and, a, and an amazing wrestler at the only place he can lose it as, as at WrestleMania. Cause I, I tell you this, I swear to God, if he if he loses the title at in Poughkeepsie at goddamn uh, No Mercy, you know how pissed I'll be. You know what I'm saying? So like, it WrestleMania is the only place deserving of that type of moment. I, I think to me, I think I think everything we're saying deserves the caveat that yes, everything we're saying is a certainty, but much like Sting with the WWE, the one thing that's for sure is that nothing's for sure. It's for sure. So, well so I, I honestly do see a universe where it le- ends at, in Dayton, Ohio, at, you know, at Slammiversary. They, <laughs> like they, they bought Impact, and they, it's at Slammiversary, and that's how they celebrate the fact that they bought Impact. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's left. right. He's going to lose it at Slammiversary to Sammy Callahan. Jason, SummerSlam, like ro- certain ones have ended on Raw. So like at random ones in Philadelphia or whoever, you know. Yeah. So it, it it yes, everything deserves the caveat that WWE with WWE, nothing's for certain. All right. Rob, you got anything to interject here? Oh, do I? Oh boy! Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh first, boy! <laughs> first of all, first of all, okay, you mentioned like Bianca kind of struggling here with the feuds and stuff. She ain't gonna have to struggle too much longer because fourteen is coming, baby. Oh can my okay. you can God! You he shoehorned it in. All right, can you all right, but, but 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 anyway, uh, who said that's, that's that. not even a shoehorn? Because he's right. Because Raw needs a top heel. And wait, but we'll, we talk more about that later. But uh, on there you time. Go. But I had to, had to get, hey, Ray, you opened the door. I had to, I had, I had to walk through it. Ray's the one that set him up for that. Ray fed right I into did. it. 
and I hate myself for it. I want you to know. But okay, he's not entirely wrong. Well, I got to get in there now just in case they end up not doing the match, right? I got to get my you know jokes in now. But anyway, um, all right. So, thousand days is going to be soon after WrestleMania. I'm just going to say this, okay? Well, I'm okay, Hunter. If you do not take advantage of this, if you do, okay, this is easy money. Me, Jason, a whole lot of other people are going to buy three or four we to one thousand t-shirts. Okay, oh, if you print them up, I'll buy the black. I'll, I'll buy, buy the black. I'll buy the black and the red. Okay. Yeah. No, I buy the action figure, the plaque, the yeah. like. I don't even get in on the collectibles. But if this goddamn guy gets into the same conversation as those guys and just crosses the threshold, dude, yes, absolutely, I'll buy the shit out of all that stuff. So Hunter, Hunter, if if you don't take advantage of that, the board needs to remove you and bring the old man back. God okay. Damn, bro. Okay. Wow. Okay. No, you know why? Because wow. No. Okay. Because you you know good and well the old man would do it. Okay, he, you know the old, okay, so Hunter, if you don't do this. Was, this was if, the old man's plan from, from Jump Street. If, if you don't do this, Hunter, they should get, they should run you the hell out of there, okay? <laughs> All right, they, I'm dead serious, okay? I think what's Hunter run out of the territory over this, man. I'm sorry, this is a layup, okay? <laughs> it is. And, for, and, and well, we're going to have some, and again, we're, oh, we're going to have somebody else beat Roman Y. So somebody else can have a turn. Oh, please. Who cares? Who cares? No one's getting the reactions that he's getting. This I'm is right. the 80s all over again. I'm sorry. You, yeah, I mean, you, you slap the title on your biggest dude, and you just run. And well, when that starts to lose steam, you run. And look, look, look. anymore because the 80s needed that one guy to sell the house. The house is sold because the name says WWE. And that's and, fact. So no, that's not entirely true. They've, no, they've no, even no, gone no, through no, lean no. years in the cup last like five years. They haven't been, you know, there have been dips where they haven't been coming close to selling out buildings, and they're blacking out SmackDown and stuff right. like I that. I mean, that is, no, it, yeah, exactly. So no, it, this this resurgence that they've had over the past couple of years is because of this story. Okay, resurgence like 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 they were they were like they were running. No, but no, they, but, they were in the mud, no. pal. They were in the no. mud. You remember 2019? You remember 2019 where, where they were blacking out half the arenas for Raw? 2019, you, the same year the pandemic started? Come no, on. No, that was the year before. Yeah. Pandemic was 2020, uh, sir. Late 2019. 2019. Oh. No. I, I, I'll, I'll say this about, about 2019. I went, I went to a house show in Orlando at the Amway Center in 2019. Amway Center comfortably seats about 20,000 for a house show. It was it was at least half full. Now keep in mind, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was the was the uh, one of the co-main eventers. Uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were on that card, and at the time, Becky Lynch was right at the peak of her the man gimmick, and Seth Rollins was in a somewhat hot feud with Baron Corbin at the time. But and that's something when people when I was on the internet in 2019 and people were like, oh WWE's in the mud they only sold 1,200 seats at you know in, in places here and there and I'm looking around I'm like Bubba Look. I am at like a Saturday night show in the middle of the summer at the Amway Center and it right. was at least half full without that well, one exception okay okay DJ but we're not telling you that, and we're not telling anyone that they were closing their doors in 2019 no but 
I went to the Survivor Series, and yes, it was a big four, and and it was, you know, oh, excuse me, I went to WrestleMania Backlash in Providence, and it was sold out. Meanwhile, I went to SmackDowns in 2019 that were tarped off in the exactly. garden. Yes, and so, I was, yeah. So, like, I'm not, te- we're not telling you that, like, there are ebbs and flows, and sorry, Roman is creating a flow. Yes, and absolutely, yes. Is the only way he can do that as champion? You don't think he can do that just being yes. on the show? Why would you have him walking around with no title? What's the point? What's the point at that point? I mean, he's, what, what, he's the tribal chief. He's what, the like the okay. You change the character. No, you okay? You are doing a disservice to whoever is holding that title. If Roman Reigns is walking around with no title and they're on the show looking like a substitute teacher, that's exactly how it's going. You're doing a disservice to the whole fucking roster. Just, if nobody else can ever, it never, if nobody's ever else is going to hold the championship. What's what the, the hell point? with them? That's not how it works, bro. I'm no, it's sorry. not. Just, that's how it works. There won't be a WWE no more, Rob. You know that. You're bro, you watched this. Bruno San Martino was the only guy who held the belt for eight years. Bruno San Martino was the only guy that drew the house. This is not about drawing houses anymore. They draw bigger houses with Roman there. There have been there have been reports of them selling more tickets to shows when he has been announced on the card. Guys, him, the not Prince the championship. Monty. Him. Yes. I'm and not he, saying get rid of Roman. I'm so going to keep Roman on the show if and let Roman be his own thing and then let the championship build somebody else up so maybe we can get another guy like Roman for once. But you're not going to get another guy like Roman because they're not good enough. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> I'm right, sorry. Right? They, they're not. They tried. You have they, a generational they, guy. They tried. Period. Okay, they tried. They tried with Seth You have Rollins. a generational they guy in they the driver's seat. Okay, they tried with other people. Okay, they have tried with other people. They have put other people in that spot. They have put that title on other people. They are not Roman Reigns, and that's what it is. Okay, so you want to keep Seth Rollins paging Seth Rollins? Okay. Not saying anybody else is Roman Reigns. Nobody else is Roman Reigns. Like there's never another Stone Cold, never another Hogan, never another another Rock. In this generation, another... yes, yes, gen- yes, exactly. That's exactly what we're saying right now. In this generation, I, I agree with it. you. I agree with that one hundred percent. I'm with you. The problem is. If when you put your eggs in one basket and that motherfucker leave and get hurt again, you are fucked. It is good for you to try to build something else up in the meantime while you're still eating off of this dude. But you and don't, you don't, okay, be, but I, okay, I'm going to, okay, because Booker T. Position guys, though, yeah. that, there's, and even, even then, you just return to the mean. Then you just go back to, you know, to, Drew McIntyre and you know Seth Rollins and whatnot, and we're not telling you those guys are going to make the doors close, but no, you just you ride this cash cow for as long as you freaking can. And I know DJ has something to say. I'm sorry, real real quick. So you're tr- you're tr- truthfully telling me that Roman Reigns isn't a draw. The championship is a draw because if that's what you're telling me, because if the only reason he's drawing is because he's champion, then the championship is a draw. No, no we're saying, it's the no. perfect storm. It's the yes. perfect storm. We want to see this train keep going. Uh, dude, I was at Survivor Series. The bloodline were the baby faces. I, com- I completely agree. We are not disagreeing. What I'm saying is Roman is good enough that the story can still be told where he can still be head and shoulders above everybody else and not be the champion and have the championship on somebody that can help build them up so maybe we can have somebody not- else Unfortunately, not with the way you've built this character. Not with the way that you've built Roman's psychotic, symbiotic relationship to the universal. If that's the case, then then, if that's the case, then 
I am I love Roman. Roman's my favorite wrestler. Roman might be my favorite wrestler ever. But Roman may be the most detrimental wrestler to the history of wrestling if that's the case. Because if you Ray. if you're oh. that imp- if if you're it's- that important to the roster where nobody else could ever get pushed close to you, or else the business will go down, then you're not good for the business. So wait, Ray, 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 Ray. Uh, okay. Ray. Ray. Call me crazy, but that's 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 the truth. Ray, the, Ray. The point is for everybody, the rising tide raising all ships, right? What you're telling me is his ship is raised and everybody else is out here drowning. Well, you know what? Look, look. Okay, that's like saying, well, we should let somebody else take more shots than Michael Jordan because if Mike takes all the shots all the time, that ain't fair. I am not saying take more shots, but even he was smart enough to know I can't take the last shot every goddamn match, every game. And, and he chose and he chose when to pass. He made the decision. You think he chose that? Or you you so you don't see you don't ever seen the videos of, of the coach drawing it up or Kurt saying if you get the shot, I'll be open. He like that's the basketball, yeah. Dog. Yeah, Steve Kerr said if you get the shot or Susie, he said, I'll be open. And uh Jordan said, Okay, like, yes, this is I'm taking control of no, this situation. You could easily said no, bro. Okay, well, listen, let me okay, listen, okay. Yes, they might I'll be fucking sweating, man. Yeah, yes, they might yes. Okay, they very well might they might book somebody to beat him, and I'm saying that would be eternally stupid. Okay, I mean, a thousand days is right there. It's easy money. You should take it. And then on top of that, look. Okay, so if you want you want the world title getting defended in the third match on the card, then Roman's in the main event anyway. That's what you want. That's what you want. Does it? Why does it fucking matter if the show sold? That's what y'all telling me. Because basically you're saying you're saying no. So y'all no y'all are telling me well the business is better and you got to run on this high if Roman's that important okay who cares when if he's that important he should be the champion all right I, I, I'm gonna pull the reins back in here because I want to make a couple of points um <clears throat> uh, nobody asked you Alexa quiet. No. Sorry, for whatever reason, my Alexa started going off in the background. <laughs> well, don't say her name again. Yeah. Anywho, I this is a tough spot for me because I see everybody's points. Like, yes, the 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 thousand days prints itself, and, and realistically, we are in the the eleven. We are in the final stretch to that 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 thousand days. I think after a thousand days, if they make it that far, Roman Reigns is on the clock. Um, after a thousand days, because there's some people that think he'll beat I, Romans or he'll beat Hogan's record. Uh, if the math was correct, I think uh, the boss man uh, <clears throat> figured it out that Roman would have to hold the title until after WrestleMania in 2024 to surpass Hogan's reign. I don't think we do that. No, I, I don't no. think we go that far. And the reason I say that is because. I love the bloodline. I love everything that they've done. But we've talked about that on this show. Until they injected Sami Zayn into that thing, it was starting to... I won't say the tread was coming off, but Sami Zayn definitely breathed new life into that. How many wells can you go to once the Sami Zayn payoff comes? Because after the Sami Zayn payoff comes, Sami's going to go do his thing, and whether it's... Sammy and KO eventually beat the Usos for the tag titles, or Sammy goes up against Roman one on you know one on one and gets absolutely crushed. Um, you know whatever the case may be. Um, from there, 
do you do an entire other 12 months of this? Because I agree with Ray. Roman is losing that championship at WrestleMania. It can't happen anywhere else other than WrestleMania. Or do you drag it out another 16 months? One, just to beat Hogan's record. Two, to make it past the 1,000 days. So, you know, that's really where the problem comes in. So how do you book it? And I don't want to get too far into this because we're, we're going long here. Um, I don't think he loses. God, this is tough. Because the thousand days is right there now. But if I'm wrong, somebody tell me the thousand days is after WrestleMania, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah, so if we're going to make the thousand days, he has to win at WrestleMania. However, you do have a situation. And this was something somebody posed. They put him in a situation where he has to defend on night one and night two, and he defends the Universal Championship on one night and the World Heavyweight Championship on another night, and he loses one of them. I think that's a likely scenario. And I think, you know, you get a situation where Cody wins the Royal Rumble, ends up challenging for one of those belts, and you get Dwayne, who comes back and challenges for the other belt and gets put down on night two of WrestleMania. Okay, um, okay. So Roman keeps the Universal <laughs> Championship, which is That's realistically the Universal Championship is the one that all these days are tied to. That's his title, yeah. Yep. The, the World Heavyweight Championship has little to and, do with that complete time. But this is the problem that they – this is the, the corner that they booked themselves into when they unified those championships because now you've got a convoluted timeline because he's been universal champion for 800 and however many days Jason quoted earlier, but he's been world heavyweight championship, world heavyweight champion for about half that time. So you you need to get one of those two belts off of him. I think it's the world heavyweight championship. I think Roman defends at night one and at night two at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, I think, that, look, I just think that's another one of those convoluted things um, but is it wrong? I mean, every, am I wrong? Do we given the situation? Like, do, I'm sorry. I mean, anything, I, anything's gonna be convoluted given the situation. Well, then I because I, no, I think when he loses, when he does lose, it should be it should be the whole thing. Um, because again, the person holding the other belt is a substitute teacher. He, See, I disagree with that. I think you could bring the world heavyweight championship back into the fold on Raw, make it important again. I've hated the unification since the day they did it. As much as I love WWE and I love this run, I absolutely wholeheartedly, and I'll die on that hill, they never should have unified those titles because now these are the arguments that we're having. Completely agree. It's um, not for nothing. Roman Reigns has to hold the WWE championship specifically uh, for another 100 days to have a combined, longer combined reign than one Mr. Phil Brooks. So that, and also he will surpass Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that time frame. I, I don't think uh, they're actually. Really I'm sorry. Concerned. He'll he'll surpass Dwayne the Rock Johnson tomorrow. All right. Well, that okay. one we're not so worried about. Fine. I don't think they could. I think they could give a shit but, less about whether or not he beats I, Phil Brooks. Yeah, I think. Yeah. No. In 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 the weeds about that kind of stuff, I don't think they do either. But for yeah. a matter of trivia. But I think a thousand days is definitely a, a historical footnote that that they're. Too close to to not do, and I think look that'd be it'd be booking malpractice. Let me ask you a question here, and this is something I was thinking while you guys were arguing. Do we really care about that? Like yes, twenty no, years down the road, do yes, we yes. care? Because 
when yes. I, I did an episode here yes. before we came, before we went uh, come over to the Chair Shot Radio Network. We were on Anchor, and I did an episode where I talked about some of the lengthiest title reigns in the history of the business. And to mm-hmm. be quite honest with you, when we talk about Luthez and we talk about you know Ric Flair and we talk about Harley Race and we talk about Hulk Hogan and you know all these all these people who held them for more than a thousand days, honestly, and I've been watching this shit for almost forty years. I didn't really know and, quite frankly, really didn't care that Bruno San Martino was a world heavyweight champion for eight years. All I knew was he was this important figure in the wrestling industry, and he was the top guy. And it didn't matter to me whether he held it for 300 days or he held it for 3,000 days, because at the end of the day, when I did the math, Dusty Rhodes, who I consider to be one of the most important draws in the history of the business, never held a world heavyweight championship for Championship. I think his longest reign, I, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode. His like longest reign was less than 200 days. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've never, in 20 years, right now in the moment, it seems important. It sounds important. Yes, they've tied his name to Backlund and Hogan and San Martino and Morales, and they've tied it to all this. In 25, 30 years, nobody's going to give a shit. They're going to know that Roman Reigns was the tribal chief. The tribal chief was awesome, and they're not, not going to look at, okay, he was. 1,872 days world heavyweight champion. They're going to know he was champion for a long fucking no. time. And the person that okay. beats him, the no, person because... that beats him is the one they're going to remember. No, because nobody cares when when someone beats a, like, a record held by, like, I don't know. It's different. When you beat a record held by Bill Russell, then you do have, when you beat a record held by Tim Duncan. So in 30 years, don't they want to say, wow. Billy Bob Buecki is the longest reigning champion since Roman Reigns. Yeah, but you, you, but but you, here's what you're missing. Instead I mean, of Bob Backlund, who in 30 years you think we don't know who the fuck you're talking about? Res, res, respectfully, Jason, what you're missing is wrestling has always been spoken about in eras. So the way you get past that is the same way you did it for Punk. Roman Reigns is the longest reigning champion of the past 20, 30 years. Yeah. All you got to do. And, and then all people can But did you say he's the longest reigning champion since Backlund and Pedro and Bruno and this guy? You're going to have a guy. Yeah. I know you're not going to get to a guy a thousand years, any a thousand days, excuse me, anytime soon in 20, 30, 40 years. Yes, you absolutely are. You want to compare them to guys from 80 years ago? So that's the real question I want to ask you. I'm sorry, DJ. I know we're going long. That's okay. We'll wrap it up in a minute. We all we all acknowledge that he'll never be Bruno, right? The right. That's that. not happening. I don't even so, think he's going to be Hogan. Okay. So I'll agree with that. So if we can acknowledge you won't be, he'll never be number one. He'll never be number two. Then the three, four, and five really fucking matter? Yes. Let me explain. Does it? Oh, and, me, are you, and, and I'm being. Let me explain. I'm going to explain. I, I want to ask you one question. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm not trying to be rude. Are you saying that as a Roman fan or as a impartial figure? Yes. Yes, didn't answer the question. I, I don't think <laughs> <that> <laughs> Look, I didn't answer anything, Bubba. No, let me. Let me okay, the whole point. The way, they, they, the way that they make money in this business is to get people. It, is for us is for this shit to be important to us okay that's how they make okay it's not just because oh they're really good at, at doing the wrestling no they make the money because certain things are important to us 
because they make okay they make us feel that these things are important to us mm-hmm. okay that is how they make their money if it was just about watching people have the matches and 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 judging who was good and who wasn't they wouldn't fill football stadiums for this stuff Agreed. they feel okay they they fill football stadiums by making us feel like what happens is important agreed okay yes. and okay so therefore yes it is important that he gets to a thousand days why because people like me and jason it's important to us so okay? you're telling me that's, if roman doesn't make it to a thousand days you're going to stop watching it's not going to be important to you anymore i'm gonna i'm gonna say no no that's no, a, that, that's how that's you paint it. the picture though no no i, no, I and I, I know you got an argument to that jason i'm just to rob i'm just i'm just attacking rob's one point because i I'm with y'all on what you mean. But, but it's but Rob, not about Rob said specifically you make everything because it's important it's not, us. It's not but this absolute Roma's thing. not gonna be any less important when he loses the title. Yes, it, Why? it will. Okay, here's a question. You think he's gonna Why be less it? important because he lost the title? Why no. was it important in the Royal Rumble in 2014 that Roman had 12 eliminations? Why it was, was it important? Record. Yep. And yeah. and why was it important in 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 2020 when Brock had 13 Jason, eliminations? Nobody's, arg- nobody's arguing. What are they going to talk about nobody's in the Royal Rumble every single year? Nobody's for the arguing rest of that times until someone beats Brock's record. Nobody's arguing that eliminations are not important. Not eliminations are that records <laughs> are not important. Okay. Nobody's Sorry. arguing that we are we are talking about realistic situations here. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about because to your point, to your point, to your point, literally to your point, to the literal T, he's not breaking a record. He's not breaking Hogan's. He's not breaking any record. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna be. He's still number five. Him getting over a thousand. Him getting over a thousand days is not breaking breaking any record. He's not eclipsing anybody. It's just the number attached to a reign. So if you were to tell me that him getting to a thousand broke the record. Hell yeah, go to a thousand. It's not. It's not doing anything other than adding extra legacy to a reign that already is one of the most legacy laden reigns of all time. Okay, I'm sorry. He needs a thousand twenty-seven to beat Pedro. Yeah. Okay, a thousand in the month. Not so breaking, that's not breaking. That's not breaking a record. Number four that's, or number five. Excuse me. Is it that big a difference between number five and number four? Remember, number number two is the first loser. Well, okay. No, I'm saying uh, if he gets to a thousand days, he's almost certainly going to be, beat Pedro, and then he's going to be number five on the we list. We agree there. So, we agree there. But I'm saying right. is that that important? Because it's not breaking a record. You 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 brought up the yeah. perfect example. Roman, as they bring it up at yes, the at Royal Rumble. Talk about it. They don't because just it's talk the about record. It's the record. If it was the record, I would be fighting for you, fighting for this harder than you are. He's okay, not breaking. The record. He's not breaking the second record. He's, he's, he's possibly going to be fifth. Okay. Fifth. Let me let me let me this throw a quick a question out there. Let me throw a quick question out there because a few minutes ago we talked about the draw. What's the draw? The WWE name or is Roman being the champion the draw? WrestleMania is in April. Yeah. Yeah. April first. WrestleMania is fairly well sold out. I have no uh, idea. I don't know. They've already no. sold like. 80,000, 90, like something, some they've sold crazy. Yeah, it's it's gone. My question is this What's the card? Don't have one yet. Exactly. 
What sold that? What sold WrestleMania? The the company named the, the WWE, WWE name. name. Yeah. WrestleMania and WWE I, sold that ticket without a seat. Roman's no, not okay, even on the card. A house that he's going to make it there as champion. There's no guarantees. Yeah, but, but Jason, they that happens every year. They sell out months and months ahead of time before a card. So if it was oh, unique to this year, if that was unique to this year, year. Wrestle, every year they sell, I buy tickets. WrestleMania 32, they were not selling seats, and they had to get Shane McMahon to come back. Shane McMahon sold like 30,000 tickets. Well, I'm Fuck sorry, Rob. Paid. Fuck me. For, for for 39 years, one year it was selling slow. Jeez, oh, it wasn't, bro. We're not going to go down. We're not going to oh, go blow by the but they didn't sell out months, 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 months They're in advance. They're not sold out now, but they've sold so many already based on the name of a show. This show ain't sold out. Go to go to Ticketmaster right now. You can buy a ticket right now. It's not sold out. The card will sell the rest of it out. Like 80,000 seats. Yeah. The, the, the card will sell the rest of it out. Well, but we're not so. Yeah. All right, I think we can, since we have absolutely solved none of the world's problems here. I need my fucking asthma pump. Good God. <laughs> Last 30 <laughs> minutes of this show was damn near Avengers Endgame uh, level intensity here. Absolutely loved it. I'm going to go back around the room here and, and thank my co-host, first special guest, good brother to the show, the man with the keys to the kingdom, Mr. Ray Cash. Sir, hot show tonight. Thank you. Love you guys. Hey, love you too, man. Always, always, and you're always welcome. And if you haven't heard from me, man, and you want to come on, you got free time, reach out to me. I'll I'll fit you in. Yes, sir. All right. And Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, Bubba, good time tonight. Yeah, you you look like you need a you need you need to hit the pen. (laughs) Yeah, Jeray's got me stressed out. Right, right. How's how's the ticker, brother? You okay? Hey, man, look, I'm going to go to sleep. I'll be all right, bro. Like, I don't hit the uh-huh. pin, but I need to do something. I might get on the mat after this. There you go. Hey, it's all love, uh, <laughs> but thanks for coming on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And last but certainly not least, the man who's probably eyeballing a bottle of Jack Daniels right about now. <laughs> <sighs> Mr. Rob. <laughs> Remember, there's, there's Roman Reigns and then there's substitute teachers. Right. Oh, oh my God! And I thought I thought Rob was just going to bury the internet wrestling community. Rob buried the entirety of the WWE roster yeah, tonight. Fuck the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> he whacked the entire roster over the head with the golden shovel. Hey. All right, you have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. You can again find us on the Chairshot.com and anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here until next week.